0: Well, hello, everyone. I am Matt Williamson coming at you here Sunday night before the Sunday night kickoff, Packers-Chiefs. But that's not what you're here to talk about. What a horrific football game. Strange, obviously, the weather. That's not an excuse at all. At all. Uh, This was, in some ways, a clinic of how to play losing football and kind of the anti 2013 23 Steelers in that you have to win the situational stuff, the turnover stuff, you know, the special teams, the fine lines, the hidden yardage. They are really horrific with all of it, to be very honest with you. And I don't see many bright spots from this game, except that they did move the football with some consistency. Um, There obviously were a lot of injuries and bad ones, and it sounds like they're, well, it doesn't sound like they are playing in a few days here. Fortunately, it's against another bad opponent, but just saw what happens against a bad opponent. Um, As we do, I think it kind of tells the story to some degree. Let's go through the stats, and then I got about a million, or not a million, but I got a handful of bullet points to chat about, so... My halftime note was, looks like a big rain's coming. (laughs) It was 10-3 at that point. Roberts is out at that point. Pickett is doubtful to come back. I mean, this is what we knew at halftime. And Pickett was 8 for 11 for 75. Thought he played fine, you know. At that point, Murray was 9 for 16 for 95. Connor had 10 for 17. But uh, that shocked me. That's why I wrote it down. Because I wrote a note in the first half. Boy, Connor looks good. <laughs> and he, in the halftime, he only had 17 yards. I'm like, wow, I thought he had about 40, but we'll get to him. Najee, I thought it looked really good at this point 11 for 48. Pickens was one of the best players on the field, a difference maker, three for 61. But in bold, McBride, seven targets, six catches, 67 and a touchdown. <laughs> Obviously, that had something to do with Roberts going out, but I warned you, I told you a lot last week that McBride is a real up-and-coming player and someone to be worried about. And boy, that absolutely was true. Um, At this point, too, I had a note that Porter Jr. was kicking the crap out of Marquise Brown. Absolutely true. So again, through the first half, you're only down seven. I know that the weather's hitting. I didn't realize to the degree. But you'd held the football for 17-24. They both ran about 30 plays. Arizona had 31. The Steelers were 30. Arizona had 88 passing yards. Pittsburgh had 70. And the Steelers are out rushing them handily, 91-47. I never felt like the Steelers were in charge at this point, that's for sure. Kept thinking, why is this team still hanging around? But the Steelers had averaged 5.4 yards per play compared to 4.4 for Arizona. That's translated four penalties for 40 yards already though yeah arizona three for 31 penalties were bad here and they were Steelers' fault not don't blame the refs third downs i mean talk about situational football one for six arizona's five for nine red zone you're oh for two arizona's one for one i mean -hmm. so we talked about just start show right now i mean like Money downs, as coach wants to call it, or, you know, the, that kind of thing was horrible today. Horrible. So, final stats. You lose 24-10. This is a Cardinals' first road win in about a year and a half, which is pretty embarrassing. I and mean, this was an embarrassing game. It really was. Kyler was good. He was all right. He was 13 for 23 for 145. Threw a touch. Didn't throw a pick. That's big. Steelers combined quarterbacks. You know, obviously, Mitch and Pickett were 18 of 27 for 187 touchdown. No interceptions. It's okay. I mean, I didn't think the quarterback play was terrible. Would sure been nice to had Pickett from start to finish. And Trubisky worries me a little, to say the least. But Connor finishes the day with 25 for 105 and frankly, looked great doing it. Good for him. Emotional game for him. They kept highlighting them. They had a tough time getting them on the ground. McBride ended up eight for 89. We'll get to him in a minute, too. Again, fine young player. Pickens ends up with four for 86. Promising. But total plays, you know, Arizona ran five more plays than the Steelers. 58 to 63. Total yards. Steelers have more yards. 317 to 282. So let's stop there. So much was made, rightfully so, about the insane streak of the Steelers not getting to 400 yards, right? Right. During the Canada era, but they won sixty percent of those games that whole time. That, that during that whole streak when they didn't get to four hundred yards, they win. They won sixty percent of their games. The situational stuff's more important than the yardage. Is all I'm getting at: third downs, red zones, turnovers, making your kicks, etc. And it's a fine line. Arizona ends up with one hundred fifty rushing yards to one thirty. Passing yards, Sears were 187 to 132. I mean, you only gave up 132 passing yards on the day, and you let up 24 points. Yards per play, you were a full yard higher than Arizona, 5-5 to 4-5. Time of possession was basically equal, but you won, 30-43 to 29-17. Penalties, 9 for 77, and we'll get to some of these too, because they're bad. I mean, they're illegal formations, 12 men on the field, special team penalties. Again, Arizona ended up with six for 51. First downs, 18 to 18. Third downs, Arizona was 10 for 17. Come on, man. I mean, 50% usually leads the league. Over 50% on third downs. Steelers were four for 11 and 0 for one on fourth downs. And in the red zone, you're one for three yet again. Arizona's three for three. This is where the game was won and lost. I mean, it's very obvious. Turnovers, zero for Arizona. And as you guys know, I count a missed fourth down, that's one, a missed field goal, that's two, and a turnover, that's three. So you lost turnover battle three to nothing. You had two sacks versus zero for Arizona. Okay, fine. those are the final stats um we'll take a quick break here come back and i will go through some observations all right i'm back give the cardinals credit i mean Long road trip, one o'clock start, nothing to play for in your season. They played very hard. They wanted to win this game. All teams do, but maybe if you get up on them early, they would have went away quickly. You never had it never let that happen. But I mean that the Steelers, obviously. Cards played hard. Hesitate to say this, but did the Steelers they play their hardest. I don't know. It's a, it didn't seem like a super emotional game. I think this is a bad look for Tomlin without question. And I don't love the narrative of Tomlin always loses to some crappy team. Most coaches do. I mean, Dallas lost to this team. <laughs> I mean, like you look every week somewhere in the league, there's some bad, quote, bad loss. But this was a horrible loss. And there's no way to deflect that from the head coach. I'm not trying to. So the Cards allowed 16 or more points every game this year. And we talked about this going in. I thought their defense was JV, to say the least. And in every game but one, they let up 20 points this year. Steelers didn't get to, got the 10. You know, you couldn't even get the 16 that everybody else does. This is the fifth game this year that the Steelers have scored 10 points or less. Fifth. It was, again, the game was lost in the margins. Terrible field position game for the Steelers. Often given Arizona short fields. Penalties, really untimely with their penalties. Awful on money downs, etc., etc., etc. All the things like that. Punting, kicking in this case. Special teams penalties. You did average 4.2 yards per carry. And Najee and Warren combined for 25 carries for 122 yards. Not bad. And they look good doing it. Uh, You know, so the running game was there. I think we could Monday morning quarterback this a little bit and say, maybe you should have just stuck with the run the whole time. And that was something I said a lot last week was, I thought there was a chance the Steelers might run the ball. (sighs) 70% 70% of the snaps. I mean, seriously. Three and out, run, run, run. That's all right. We'll come back later. Three and out, run, run, run. That's all right. We're going to stick with it. They didn't. Now, the passing wasn't terrible, but that seemed like the formula to me. Pickens was an impact player. That was great. Um, who else besides the edge defenders? Highsmith, Watt. They were really good. Who else was... A strong contributor in this game. I wouldn't say the pass catchers were bad. Kenny certainly wasn't bad. He was fine, but didn't last long enough. Um, again, edge pass rush was good. Pickens was good. Running game overall was pretty good. Ball carriers were pretty good. No one was great. A lot of people were bad. I think they really missed Roberts, which that I'm... Not going to say is an excuse. You know, you lose three linebackers like the Steelers have. It's just hard to dig in and dig in. And Roberts stepped up so well after those other two were gone that I give him credit. And boy, you couldn't afford to lose them. I mean, we all knew that coming in and you lost them early. And then the middle of the field, Kyler just and McBride, I mean, man, just picked on the middle of the field often Walker, but really just between the numbers, middle of the field, short stuff, Steelers had no answer. And again, I think, please remember your next fantasy draft, next year, years to come. Trey McBride is and will be continue to become a very, very good player. But especially that 99-yard drive. You gave up a 99-yard drive at home to the Cardinals. 99-yard drive to the Cardinals at home. Come on, man. I mean, like, that's mind-boggling. It seemed, again, all I did was watch the TV copy, that eventually they put Minka on McBride and his numbers in the second half were pale in comparison to his first, obviously. But not that I'm smarter than them, but if you listen to this podcast, I said that last week. Oh, Minka's back. What can you do with him in this game? Stick him on McBride. I mean, that's the first thing I thought of. I told you guys that. Took them a long time to do that. Um, So I don't say it happened way too late, but it happened late if it happened at all. Um, Special teams penalties. This seems to be a theme this year. I need to maybe do a study on it. it. It seems like they happen a lot. Three of them on Killebrew this game. Your your best special teamer. Three of them. I mean, come on. Special teams penalties have been a problem all year. I can't comment exactly compared to the rest of the league, but I am interested. I mean, you had a 12 men on the field penalty. Couldn't get 11 on the field. Remember, Chooks comes running off when you're deep in your own end and had a long run and you had 10 guys on the field. You had alignment penalties. I mean, just really sloppy stuff and basic stuff, you know, come on. I mean, 12 men in the field couldn't get 11 on the field. You had defensive pass interference in the end zone. You had two very bad snaps. One of them was horrendous. One was just bad that were key times that really hurt you. So now here's a couple other things I dug up. This was from NFL.com with their write up that Porter, Joey Porter Jr., He was only targeted twice, allowing one reception for 11 yards and a first down. Well, he was also guilty of the defensive pass interference in the end zone. But as I mentioned with my halftime stuff, it sure looked like he was beating the crap out of Marquise Brown, who's a really good player, but was also fighting an injury. This red zone offense stinks. I am not a offensive coach coordinator. I don't know what to do about it, but this off this red zone offense stinks. Um, here's the next gen stat of the game, which is very telling to me. Kyler Murray was most productive passing underneath on Sunday. He completed 11 of 16 for 109 yards and a touchdown on targets under 10 air yards. Murray generated plus 4.4 total EPA on attempts under 10 air yards. That's very good. His most in the game on such attempts since week eight of 2022. He only completed two of seven attempts for 36 yards on attempts deeper than 10, 10 air yards. His 36 total yards on attempts over 10 yards are his fewest in a game on such attempts since week 13 of 2021. Now, I know the Steelers don't have linebackers and lost one. I get all that. So who's going to defend this stuff? But what did we talk about last week? Kyler's rounding into shape, but, you know, Coming around, he's still dangerous, but his deep balls were horrible. And you can't possibly think Arizona was set to protect for deep ball after deep ball. I mean, especially on the inside, but it doesn't matter. I mean, they're O-line against this pass rush in Accusure. Come on. So kind of in a Browns-like manner, Shouldn't you really be flooding the the quick zone stuff? You know, the, the short stuff the 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 15 and under the 10 and under where he did so well. And I mean that before the game. I mean, practice that during the week, especially with Manko Roman over the top, too. If you're a lock porter on somebody like couldn't you have a better answer for more? Coverage players short, you know, and make them hold the ball and drive it downfield and protect. Yeah, Again, Monday morning quarterbacking a little bit, but these are things we did talk about last week. That's really a wrap. Um, many injuries we'll learn more about. Playing Thursday against a team that can't score points, but I will tell you as bad as the Patriots are, they run the ball and they play defense. And despite his age and record, Bill Belichick can still coach up a defense, that's for sure. And this was a really weird game with the rain delays and two of them and the way you played against a dismal opponent. But that is not an excuse. I mean, I, it wasn't like, man, they were rolling until the rain delay. No, they really weren't. They were playing a really clean game and then they got distracted by the delays. No, that's not what happened. All right, guys, over and out. Take care.